Hi, I'm Hallie, and I want to welcome you to the Odd Life Podcast. That's spelled A-W-E-D, which stands for Awake, Well, and Empowered. In this space, you will hear inspirational stories, candid and heartfelt conversations, as well as advice from experts, all with the intention of helping women like you live odd AF. Because I believe the more of us that live awake, well, and empowered, the better this world will be. So thank you for being here and welcome to your odd life. Hello, friends. How are you today? Welcome to the podcast. I am interested in hearing what you think about this. Honestly, this is something I've been going through recently. And I'm curious if this has happened to you. And if not, uh, I'm curious the next time you see the doctor, physician or practitioner, whoever you visit, if you address this at all. I want to talk about getting our blood work done and why I believe we should always believe the blood work. I have had blood work done since 2016 and it wasn't an easy process to get there. I had been going to basically a gynecologist for a lot of my life and not really a general practitioner. I don't know what they actually did for you besides it's a wellness check, your blood pressure is good, your weight's in the right range, you're fine. See you next year. I've been watching my husband go through some of it, and I didn't really feel like he was getting the whole picture by going to a general practitioner. So I really wasn't enamored with that route. So I just went to my gynecologist, got my, you know, the things I needed to get done. I took my blood pressure there. So I always knew I was in the good range, but I wanted to get more information. I wanted to understand my body better. My gynecologist story was pretty rough. A few years ago, more than a few years ago, it's where my health journey really started. You can hear all about that whole thing in episode one, I believe, one or two, one, I think it is. And I, over time, just got more curious about the things I was doing in my daily life, the way I was eating, the way I was exercising, everything just wasn't working for me. And how do I know? And I think looking at what's happening on the inside is the most important information that we can possibly have. How do you get that? And I knew the endocrinologists were really well-versed, obviously, in how the internal systems and organs were working. So I thought, I'll start there. And like I said, I did not go to a regular practitioner because I was never needing one. Honestly, if I got sick, I'd go to a walk-in clinic and get what I needed. And that's it. Uh, So I decided to call up an endocrinologist office and ask for testing to be done. And as you can imagine, she was, okay, why? And she asked me if I had a doctor's request for testing. And I said, no, I just want to know how healthy I am or not healthy I am. I want to know what's going on on the inside. And I thought I would start with you all. If there's a way to get some testing done to see what's going on. And I'm pretty sure she thought I was the biggest idiot on earth. She basically told me in a nutshell, that's not how it's done. You have to have a doctor request further testing. We just don't do baseline testing or whatever that would be considered. Okay, well, now where do I go? In the meantime, I'm looking for a new gynecologist. And I end up finding a naturopath that was also a gynecologist. I've been digging a little into the functional medicine direction a little bit with where to go. 
but they weren't covered by my insurance. And as I kept looking and digging and digging, I realized nothing's going to be covered. That is more preventative and more of a holistic approach. So I just sucked it up. I found this naturopath. I was going to get two things done at once, get testing done, and then also get my pap done as well. So I went in, this is the kind of early December of 2016 or mid-December 2016. And I go in, do my pap. She gets me a request to go to a lab to get my blood drawn, both the pap and the blood work comes back. I come back in for another visit. And also in that visit, which was interesting, something new that I'd never done before is I had biofeedback done. She had a machine that you would put your bare feet onto a metal plate, your hands on a metal plate, and then have like nodules, nodes, I don't know what they're called, attached to your head and your chest. And it would send a signal through my body and would send it back to the machine and it would produce some sort of results to go over. So we'd go over all that in my next visit. So we went through all this information and it showed that my liver was stressed. I thought, well, hell yeah, it is. It's post-fall season. <laughs> it's football season. Uh, and we partake a lot in the fall. Just so happens that this was the final football season for a good friend of ours. It's her son. We'd go to all the football games. We'd tailgate, hang out. A lot of consumption of alcohol was happening at that time of my life. Every fall seemed to be about that same situation. So that wasn't necessarily alarming at that time. I had some low-grade inflammation that was showing up. I had, what else did I have going on? Just some basic testing. Just wanted to see where things were at. And I could see like my blood glucose was at 76. That was fine. No big deal. And what we were discussing a little bit was hormones. My hormones were starting to act a little funky. My periods are starting to get a little more irregular, kind of wonky. Uh, I was complaining a little bit about my weight. I was steadily gaining weight, not knowing why, without changing a lot of things. So we were addressing some of that stuff, taking some herbal supplements, something natural to help my body deal with some things. So that's where the blood work started for me was in 2016, 2017. Kept going and kept seeing these consistent numbers showing up. My liver was still showing strain. I had the, the consistent weight gain. And as I am going along, I'm noticing that my blood glucose levels were starting to go up, kind of creeping up a little bit. I stopped seeing her in 2020. My last blood work done was right before I had my breast implants taken out in January of 2020. And in the meantime, I'd had also a breast thermography test done at her office. It's a heat imaging that you can see where some areas are still inflamed once you change the temperature of your body. And that was one thing I noticed was my breast tissue was still inflamed. I had a lot of estrogen flowing through my breast tissue. And at that time, my breast implants, it was about time for them to be switched out. I don't know if that's really a thing, but the 10 year mark is about where you want to maybe renew some things, fix some stuff. And as I was approaching that year, that 10 year mark, I didn't know if I really wanted that. I had been doing a lot of other things in my life, taking toxins out. And then here I was having these things that were foreign bodies in my body. And I started to toy with the fact that maybe I don't really need these anymore. It wasn't until I saw, and I'm going to make this really short. It wasn't until I saw some posts about breast implant illness. I thought for sure I'm not getting these things put back in. So I had them taken out. 
because I had all this information plus the estrogen levels in my breast tissue telling me, let's get these foreign bodies out. So I had that done. And then COVID hits and I stopped having a cycle in April of 2020 and got my first hot flash. I think I stopped having it in March actually. And then April and I still didn't have it. And I started getting hot flashes. It's like, oh, I think I'm going through menopause. Rot row. And I didn't go to the doctor obviously that year because of all the COVID stuff. I think it wasn't until the end of 2020. Things were starting to normalize a little bit. And I had found out about a hormone doctor to help out because I was not dealing with the, the lack of sleep. My hormones were causing all kinds of havoc with my mental health. I was anxious. I was moody. It was crazy. I'd had major mood swings. Again, the insomnia, the just hot flashes, all of it was super just miserable. And at this time though, you notice I had stopped drinking by this time. So that wasn't a factor in anything going on. So I go back in for testing to a new doctor. I was recommended to a hormone specialist, go into her office. I do a bunch of blood work and then look into hormone replacement. I get on, at the time it was a vaginal suppository. So bioidentical, they're not anything foreign, nothing synthetic. It's bioidentical hormones. And my blood work still showed low-grade inflammation. My liver was still under stress. I'm like, I haven't been drinking for like the last two, three years, really. Like, what's going on? Like, man, I must have done some major damage to my liver because I am still struggling with this. And my blood glucose levels were still climbing. And at the time, I was mostly eating healthy fats, not a lot of carbs, definitely not any simple carbs. Really wasn't doing a lot of bread. Breakfast for me was typically was avocado toast. And that really wasn't until about noon because I had bulletproof coffee first thing in the morning and then my avocado toast and then a post-workout meal maybe, maybe a protein shake. And then it was an evening meal of probably some protein and veggies. So I couldn't understand why my glucose levels were going up. And the... Complaint I also had was continuing to see pounds come on. And the advice I still got was stick with the keto, stick with the bulletproof. That will help out. Intermittent fasting will be good for you as well. Do those things. Okay. And I continue to do them. But after a while, I'm like, okay, you know, the blood work kept coming back with the same thing over and over again. And I realized that I wasn't feeling that great. Even with the bioidentical hormones on board, some things just didn't sit right. And so I had started to observe other schools of thought, paying attention to other practitioners out there, things they were saying. And I kept seeing this recommendation to have fruit in the morning. And I had seen one of my husband's friends from college had posted on Facebook about how he had switched to doing fruit only in the morning lost a bunch of weight. He goes, I don't know how it works. I just know it worked for me. And this is what I'm doing. I also pay attention to Jesse Itzler. Jesse Itzler only eats fruit in the morning. And the chiropractor I started going to, she had mentioned some things about food combinations and doing certain things. And I started to really look outside of my normal range of practitioners and seeing what else was out there. And what I started to understand was that maybe the higher fat diet was actually doing the opposite of what I wanted it to do that is actually making my, my body more insulin resistant. And I was pushing towards more of a pre-diabetic body because of this high fat diet. 
and this is what I understood it had happened, was that this high blood fat levels I was having in my body, it puts a major strain on the liver. It also puts strain on the pancreas, on your adrenal glands. And all of those things work together to help manage your blood sugar levels. So when you have a lot of fat, your liver has to shoulder the burden of processing all that fat. And it can cause your liver to be sluggish and unable to store and release glucose like it's supposed to. Then this excess fat burdens your pancreas and that needs to work to release enzymes to help with this fat digestion. And then additionally, your adrenals are taxed because it floods your body with adrenaline to help you process this fat. It's not able to use glucose because you don't have any. So all of this is creating havoc in your body and your insulin is becoming unable to handle it all. And then lastly, this high blood fat level prevents glucose from entering your cells. You're not able to use this energy in your body. So I'm wondering why I was not having the right energy levels. I felt exhausted after eating things of that nature. So I was actually probably doing more damage than good. Here I was being told over and over again, do bulletproof coffee, eat the higher fats, uh, intermittent fasting, great. Intermittent fasting is not bad, but when you're already stressing your body, it's not going to maybe work right the way you want it to. Because stress, you work out, it causes your muscles to stress, which is good. It helps you become stronger. You rest, you heal, and then you go do it again. When you're under constant stress, you're not giving your body a chance to heal itself. Not to stress from intermittent fasting, but let's think about all the stress you have going on in your life. I'm thinking back to that time in my life, uh, there was a lot of stress going on. So my cortisol levels were probably at an all-time high as well. My daughter was getting ready to graduate high school, going through all that stuff. I went through a friendship breakup that was devastating. I ended up breaking an ankle, trying to heal that. The menopause, COVID, all of these things were happening at once. So I had some major stress going on in my life at that time. So cortisol levels through the roof. And when you have high cortisol, you have high blood sugar. So all this high blood sugar, my adrenals are fatigued. Signs of adrenal fatigue are weakness, lack of energy, trouble concentrating, becoming easily confused, forgetfulness, poor digestion, depression, insomnia. Who knows if I was dealing with menopause symptoms or adrenal fatigue? It could be both. And imagine the havoc my body was going through. And then the insomnia adds on top of that. I am not getting the right type of sleep. My endocrine system has to work overtime to compensate for this lack of adrenaline. So here I am just constantly bashing my body with all this stuff. So when I started paying attention to these test results, I actually really came about recently. My last glucose level that I paid attention to was in 2021. It was an all-time high of 96. So along this whole way, I'm watching my blood glucose levels rise over and over. The highest it was, it was in 2021, got to 96. Anything less than 100 is considered okay in the good range. And I kept creeping up higher. Yet here I am eating all the right things I thought for my body. And just recently found my 2022 test results and I'd gone down a little bit, down to 89. Still not where I thought I should be. And interesting about the fruit thing. I mentioned earlier, I had decided a couple of months ago that I wanted to start eating fruit in the morning. I'd read enough about it and it was very conflicting 
to what I'd always known about having more of a higher fat, high protein breakfast. So I decided to give it a whirl. Why not give it a chance? I was doing blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, banana, even just fruit, big bowl of fruit. I would sprinkle it with a little bit of cinnamon and I add a little bit of bee pollen on top just to help with some immune boosting things. I also do a 16 ounce glass of water in the morning with a little psyllium husks to help flush the system. It's 14 ounces of water with two ounces of cranberry juice. It's Knudsen's, if you know what I'm talking about. And I do that in the morning first thing. And then I do a, another 16 ounce glass of water with my amino acids, which I put a link to that in my show notes. It's called Perfect Aminos. I don't love eating a lot of protein. Uh, I have a hard time finding the clean versions of protein that I want for a decent price. It's really hard to afford really clean and grass-fed type of protein. So I try and drink a lot of my amino acids to help me with my protein intake. There's information out there about how why you have to eat so much protein is because you only absorb a percentage of that, whereas as perfect aminos, you absorb 99% of it. So I do that instead. And so then I do that first thing in the morning. And then when I get that through my system, then it is time for my fruit when I get hungry. And that may be not till 1130, 1145. I try and eat it before noon. And what I noticed was, was that I was not needing a cup of coffee. I had enough energy. So I noticed that right away. And this last round of testing, lo and behold, me doing this the last couple of months, I haven't had testing done since April of this last year. And I just tested from our hormones. I did not have my glucose level tested in April of this last year because I decided to nix that practitioner that kept telling me to eat the high fat. And I didn't love her practice. I felt like it was very canned information. I didn't feel like it was tuned into me. So I decided just to go with the hormone testing and that's it. So I don't have any glucose levels for this last year. Minus what I just did. This last round of tests came back at a 70, the best they've ever been. And you guys, I've been eating fruit only in the morning. That goes against everything you were ever told about eating fruit by itself. However, we do know that fruit is filled with fiber. So a lot of healthy things in there. So that does negate some of that blood sugar going up and down. The one thing I've learned from other schools of thought is that we need to actually have a little bit more of this type of sugar to help teach our insulin how to work. It's almost like if you don't use it, you lose it. If I'm only doing higher fats, lower carbs, and not able to make my blood sugar fluctuate, it's almost as if your body forgets how to release it. That's my understanding. I may be completely wrong, but that's what I'm taking away from it. So now I'm teaching my body how to use insulin properly, but also by taking in also the right amount of fiber. I'm not doing these crazy spikes, which is interesting. I went in after I did testing. Uh, I went into visit with a practitioner via teleconference, and then I had my hormone practitioner there to help me with what I was going to do with my hormones and talk about other things. So during my teleconference, she did notice after I'd filled a bunch of forms out with my diet and what I was doing and supplements I was taking and symptoms I was having, we went over all of it. And the one thing she pulled apart with my diet was, I really would like to have you have more fats or protein in the morning with your fruit. I don't want you to have fruit alone because I don't want you to deal with a blood sugar spike. I didn't say anything at the moment because we were doing a screen share and glucose levels are great. 
and I didn't see the number because it was too small. I needed to zoom in and I didn't do it. And I wish I would have because it was the best it's ever been. Because I think at that moment I would have said something, but it wasn't until I came home and pulled it up on my own that I saw, holy shit, it's 70. The best it's ever been. So over all this time, I've been been told the same thing over and over again. Maybe you have too, but the blood work was telling me a different story. I've been working on managing that stress. So that's maybe helped a lot too. I have a lot of practices in place now to help me with some stress, a lot of breath work, meditating, I journal, I read, I play with my dogs, I go for walks. I don't try and kill myself at the gym anymore. There's a lot of things I'm doing to help me with that cortisol load. So that may have been a big factor too, because like I said, stress and cortisol bombard your body as well with glucose. So we can work on those things together. Maybe that's why I had a great result. So what it comes down to is that I am paying attention to the blood work and what the blood work tells me. And if I'm doing the right things, it will show up in the blood work. It's being consistent with getting tested. There's a great place, actually, if you're living in the Kansas City area, it may be other places too, but it's called Any Lab Test or Any Lab Testing, I believe. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. But you can go in there and get any test you want. You don't have to have a doctor's request to do it. You want to find out your glucose levels. You want to find out metabolism, all kinds of stuff. You can go in there. There's, I think she said like 200 some tests you can take there. And they send the results directly to you. Whether or not you can interpret them, that's another story, but at least we'll have something for you to look at and know, okay, this is a snapshot of where I'm at. No need to have to always go to a doctor to get the information that you need. So that's something that I think all of us should be looking into is getting our blood work done, getting it tested regularly to see where we're at. Once a quarter might be a bit much, but at least every six months for sure. And especially if you're struggling with something to find out maybe what's going on. Why? And maybe the the way that you find out about something in your body that's not really working right. And then you do further testing because of that. And you find out, oh my gosh, I've got this thing that's developing and I've caught it just in time. So I don't think blood work is ever a bad thing, but I truly believe it's important to believe the blood work and understand that the blood work doesn't lie. All right. That's what I wanted to share with you today. Hope you have a great rest of your week. And I always have an Instagram post for every podcast episode. So go look for that. Share your thoughts in the post and the comments. Also, there's comments you can leave on the YouTube video. Let me know your situation. If you've had the same experience, if you found better results because of your blood work, if you've had the same experience with what you've been told versus what the blood work says, leave me a comment. We can talk more about it or join us on Patreon and become part of our private community there. We can talk further some more privacy over there if you're interested in that. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to seeing y'all next week. Have a good one. Thank you again for being here. I am so grateful for your time. And if you liked what you heard, please head to where you listen to podcasts, rate and review. Please share on Instagram, your social media channels, wherever else you go so we can reach as many people as possible so they can meet these amazing women and hear these conversations. If you'd like to connect further, you can find me over at my website at halliesawyer.com or on Instagram. I'm usually going to be at uh, Hallie underscore Sawyer or The Odd Life, which is this podcast specific Instagram account. All right. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you soon.